Welcome to What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer. I'm your host, Matt Apodaca, and today we're talking Weezer's 13th album and 6th self-titled album, The Black Album. To discuss the album, I'm joined by a very special guest. You know him from every podcast you've ever heard. It's Scott Ackerman. Oh. <laughs> You startled me with that intro. <laughs> like, welcome to What's Up with These Homies. It startled me. It made so, me swallow my coffee. Oh, oh no. Wrong. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to scare you. Scott, thanks for being here. Hi, Matt. Thank I you was, for having me. I saw the, you know what? This is maybe uh, podcast etiquette 101. I saw the cough happening in the corner of my eye. I thought maybe. I'll just I, plow right through <laughs> instead of redoing my intro. Yeah, so I'll, just, I'll just keep going and uh, hopefully finish. Are we soon. live yeah, <laughs> right now? Yeah, this is going out right now. Um, thank you for doing this. I'm sorry. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> I'm, I'm composed now. I'm okay. Okay, good. Um, so obviously you're no stranger to talking tunes. Talking tunes. Talkin Where are you from, Matt? I'm from, I'm a SoCal kid just like yourself. Oh, you are? Yeah, I'm from oh. Downey, California. You're from Downey. I used to, uh, karaoke at the, uh, Acapulco restaurant in Downey. Oh, that is a great karaoke spot yes that's you, awesome. at least it used to be i don't know i yeah i haven't been back back I, in the 90s well i was there in the 90s yeah really mm-hmm. in the I, 80s I, too well i wasn't there in the 80s i was not born uh you were not born in the 80s no. you were born in the 90s I was okay. 1990 at the right at the end okay almost not, i was supposed to be born in 91 but i kicked my way out really okay mm-hmm. so are you christmas or this was uh december 2nd so right before oh okay just wow. before but so you were you were like a month early uh yes and oh, okay. uh it was my mom oh boy I have a twin brother also, and she'll remind really? us all the time, we almost killed her. Oh, well. <laughs> well, you know her life's not over yet. You no, still have time. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, one day we'll get you. We'll get you. From day one yeah. to is her well, last day, yeah. you've been trying to kill her. We're, we've been trying. No. <laughs> the perfect crime. Uh, everyone's going to laugh because uh, she comes up on the show a lot because she's young. Uh, oh, really? How, well, when was she born? She just turned uh, 50. Oh, okay. Yes. So, well, she's older than I am then. Well, <laughs> she's still, still quite a young man in comparison. Compare, yeah, compared to her, I am young. Compared to my old crone of a mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she was in Downey as yes, well? Where yes. did she go to school? Uh, she went to uh, she went to school in Southgate, actually. So she mm, went P.L. to- P.L. Stodge, Long Beach Freeway, Firestone X <laughs> and Southgate. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. She went to uh, Pius over there in, uh, in Southgate, which is a Catholic oh, okay. school. Oh, great. Yes, and now I don't know if- uh, they necessarily lean that way. I don't know what the mm. what the politics are. I wonder there. if uh, we had ever met, if if we would have uh, fallen in love and you'd be my dad. Love. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Scott's my dad. That's canon now, um, guys. So okay, this is the Black Album. This is the last album in their discography currently. Yeah, in Weezer's discography. Uh, and so I guess what I like to ask my guests uh, before we get into things, where you're at with Weezer currently? Like, what is your current take on the band? Okay. Can I can I talk about my history with the band Please. as well? I love okay. I love it. So no, no. All right. So just where I am today. <laughs> yes. No, as please. of the last forty five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Absolutely. Give me your history. <laughs> uh, okay. So the the blue album came out in ninety four. Am I correct in mm-hmm. that? Okay. So I was living in Azusa, California okay. at the time in a condo with my friend. Uh, I got roped into living in a condo and, and told it was cheaper than places in L.A. That doesn't seem... It was not cheaper. <laughs> and the sink didn't work, and uh, so we had to eat out for every meal. Um, you do that anyway, my man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, stay in and eat out. <laughs> um, but So uh, I have a lot of memories of the Blue Album around then. Uh, it was a big K-Rock hit yes. here in Southern California. 
Kevin and Bean. Kevin and Bean. Uh, I listened to the singles a lot. Then I got the, I remember I got the record and I remember it was a used copy because the jewel case had one of those stickers, you know, those gigantic gold stickers yeah. they used to put on the used CD cases that said, warning, this is pre, you know. <laughs> it might not work the exact same yeah, way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we get it. We're yeah. at a used shop. <laughs> and I had, scr- I had tried to take it off, but I didn't have Goo Gone, and it was one of those super sticky ones. Yes. So it was just, I remember the front <laughs> of it had just like white stuff all over it. So it was sort of blocking the body of everybody. Oh, wow. So you could just, <laughs> just kind of see their faces. Yeah. But, um... So I got that record and it was it was one of my favorites if not my favorite of that year. I love mm-hmm. I love the Blue album. It it's was perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect record. Every single song a classic. Yeah. Um but I bring up that sticker because I remember reading some I I don't remember where it was. Was it in Q or was it in Rolling Stone or something? But some journalist said that the they said that the cover of the Blue album was a joke. Well, they were like, a lot of people don't understand the joke of the cover of the Blue Album uh-huh. and, the, and the band's name. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm not getting it because I, <laughs> because the jewel case is obscuring what this joke is. Are yeah. they hiding their penises or something? <laughs> and I've always wondered about that. And then at a certain point, I, I, I realized this person is the person who doesn't get it, yeah. who thinks there's some joke going on, right? <laughs> there's nothing, right? Not really. I mean, y- you could argue that. Well, no, you couldn't even argue that this is a joke. Their feet aren't on the album. That's not really funny. Yeah, there's nothing. It's not funnier that there's no feet. This person, like, invented a joke, and for some reason, for a long time, I was like, I don't don't get this joke, but... And the person didn't explain the joke in their (laughs) thing. They're just like, we all get this joke. We all understand. That seems to be, like, a lot of music journalism to me. They're they're always just, like, above it just a little bit, but, like, actually... They're like, we all get this. I'm not even going to bother to... Um, so for a long time, I thought that I wasn't getting something about it, but, um, so I saw them at the Universal Amphitheater on the Blue Album Tour. Okay, wow. Um, and that was after, uh, Rivers had broken his leg, mm-hmm. right, to, in order to, uh, to, uh, to set it back set correctly. It back, yeah. yeah. So he, he came to out in it. crutches on, on, not crutches, but he, he, I think he came out with a cane, uh-huh. uh, and hobbled over to, um, a keyboard where he was like kind of in front of a keyboard most of the time. Yeah. Sort of switching back and forth from guitar and keyboard. Jeez. <laughs> um, but then Matt Sharp was like jumping around even more. So he, I was, feel like. he was doing it extra to, to yes. help his friend. To, to, to be out there because they're playing the Universal Amphitheater, which is pretty big. Yeah. And it's like, we need to be giant. And I was in the pit, I remember, because I got, I was in Azusa at the, uh, um, was it uh where did I used to get my tickets there? It must have been in a warehouse or a blockbuster or something. But um, I remember getting tickets at like a yeah, blockbuster, like but like in Downey and right. being like that, but also only doing that one time because I was uh one time. Oh, one time. <laughs> um but I I um I remember that was one of the few times like anytime I would go into that place to get tickets, there would usually be a line. Mm-hmm. And this was the only time that no one was there. And I was the, <laughs> o- I was the only person. And he's like, what are you getting tickets for? Usually they were prepared. You yeah. know, and I was like, Weezer, the universal amphitheater. He's like, okay. And then this guy was really good. And he kept like, you know, trying, pushing the buttons and trying to get in. And I got into the pit and I was like, whoa, I got pit tickets for Weezer. And then I went to universal amphitheater and it was kind of empty. Oh, <laughs> and I was no. like, oh, okay. Yeah. They weren't quite big enough to play the universal amphitheater. That's time. so interesting. I saw them there at the on their memories tour 
So we saw similar sets because I hmm. saw them do the blue album in full. Oh, okay. Uh, and but I was not in the I was not in the pit. But that was a great show. That place now is Harry Potter World. Yes, yeah. it no longer exists, Mm-mm. which is such a bummer. Great venue. I loved that place. Mm. I'd been going there since probably eighty three or so was the first time I ever went there. Um, eighty four. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I saw that show uh, and Matt Sharp jumping around and and being real extra. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so then. Uh, I also, I can't remember if this was the year, um, but what was the year that their fan club kids got into that car accident? I mean, it was probably like right after, because Michael and Carly was uh, like a Blue Album era. Blue Blue Album B-side. Yeah. Um, And then, so I don't know if you talked about it on the show, but what what happened was the kids... Three kids who who ran their fan club and mm-hmm. were and they wrote a song about them, Michael and Carly, and, yeah. and and their younger sister, I believe. They were driving home from a Weezer show and all got into a car accident and passed away. Yes, which is just like a horrible, horrific, horrific. So they did they did a I think it was a benefit show for the family mm-hmm. at the palace. Wow, um, <clears throat> which uh, I was there for that. I think Doug Benson and I went to it. And that's one of the best shows that I think I've ever seen. That's like, I mean, that's it's. It, I was about to say it's like cool that you were there because like it's it's such, but it's obviously such a tragic event. Yeah. But it was like it's such a specific part of like their history that it, it like to be there like it's very it's a rare occurrence like it didn't that yeah. never happen. Not again. not a lot of people were there. The yes. palace is not that big. Um, I don't know what it's called now, by the way, but it's the the yeah. place over on on Vine. Uh, but uh, uh, people used to dance there and all that kind of stuff. But uh, there were I've seen a lot of shows there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Where they they came out like with a fire and just uh like with something to like they wanted it to be one of the best shows they'd ever done. Yes. It felt like. Uh, and they came out. I remember they they they. I think they played My Name Is Jonas first. I can't remember the set list, yeah. but then they played some uh, like a, one of their more blistering tracks up top, and then immediately went in to say it ain't so. Wow! And turned on the disco ball like wow. immediately, and it was just like, whoa, what a transition, <laughs> you know, for these two amazing songs. Yeah. And then they sang Michael and Carly uh, as the uh, encore with the parents. Out oh there. my god! Yeah, it was just like a real emotional show. Yeah, uh, a great show. So then Pinkerton came out, and I remember liking it, but not liking it like the Blue Album. I right. think because of the production is so different, yeah. you know? Um, and I remember bugging Brian Posehn and, and Doug Benson when because we all used to hang out and play video games and watch MTV all day yeah, at that's Brian's perfect. house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember bugging them by playing uh, The Good Life over and over on the guitar. <laughs> and at one point I remember them going, would you stop playing that? Um, but I re- but that that was okay. I don't think I saw th- I don't think I saw the tour of uh, uh-huh. Pinkerton tour. So then there then they they went away and their fame just kind of grew, you know, people like really missed them. Yeah. And so then when they suddenly got back together and started playing really tiny clubs, um I happened to see a lot of those shows. Really? Like at the Troubadour. Uh-huh. Uh, and the, uh, what was the place that, uh, 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 it started in New York and then it came out here, but it closed, uh, over on, uh, the galaxy theater is there. Uh, I don't know the name of it. I was yeah. going to say, uh, halal guys. Oh, it, but it was a real tiny club. I saw Stella there as well. Ooh. Um, uh, 
so I, I saw a bunch of, and they, they called themselves something different. Was it goat punishment? Yeah, it was goat yeah. punishment, yeah. And, but everyone knew that's what Weezer was. And yeah. so, uh, so I saw a bunch of those shows and those were like amazing shows. And I took Kulop to one at the Troubadour and we were just like, oh, holy shit, this is before the Green Album. Yeah. It was just like, these are incredible shows. They're back. You the know, boys are back. The boys are back. Then the Green Album came out, and I I liked it a lot. And I was like, Weezer's back. Um, and then the more I listened to it, I was like, I love the songs, but I hate the fact that Rivers is only playing the melodies as the guitar solos. Yes, yeah, it is such a like it's it's very funny because like somebody who doesn't pay attention to music in that way, like listening to it growing up, I was like, oh, like I, this is kind of just a fun album. But now that is the only thing I can really think about that album. Like it's like he didn't really he didn't really show up for this thing. He, he just well, did it. the songs yeah. though are incredible, and yeah. I think the melodies are great. And it's just I wish. I wish, and I, I felt like it was a conscious choice, like make the guitar solos as simple as possible in order to ingrain the melodies in your head yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you sing, the, I mean, you could sing all those guitar solos. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly what the, yeah. what the chorus just was. Um, but, I, but I really love all those songs and I got all the B-sides and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and then uh, Maladroit's next, right? Yes. So then that one came out, and I actually really like that one. I sort of like, I, I kind of like in like all of Weezer's albums, at least for the first four to Van Halen albums, you know? Okay, I'm interested. W- where they, uh, the first one is a classic, every song's amazing. Mm-hmm. The second one is like slightly more challenging. Yeah. Uh, third is like almost a comeback of like, okay, maybe you didn't, the last one was, a, but this <laughs> one's really good. And then the fourth is like really, I think the fourth Van Halen album is Women and Children First. Maybe, yeah. Where there's no, there's like only one uh single from it <laughs> and but it's like really good and there's a lot of guitar playing you know and then the next one is diver down i think which uh is almost viewed as like a sellout album because there's so so many keyboards on it you know and so yeah. many covers you know <laughs> so i think van halen had a career kind of a lot like uh weezer in a way but um i liked i liked maladroit i like all the songs and i was like oh finally the guitar solos are a little more complex yeah there's something really ripping guitar in that one yeah in particular it is like a i think it still might be like their heaviest guitar record it's so right. like it has like such a specific punch to it yeah so really into that one and then the next one is the uh make believe make believe yeah. which that's the last one that i can say that i listen to with any regularity mm-hmm. because uh that's probably the cutoff to when I would listen to CDs in my car. Okay. So that's I think the I think that's the last CD I ever bought from Weezer actually instead wow. of downloading everything. Yeah. So so that one I listened to a lot and I I I know a lot of people slag it but I think it's okay. Yeah, I think uh, they, the thing that I've been saying is that like uh, people used to say Maladroit was like their most underrated record but now because there's uh, Truly, so many of them at this point, we right. have to sort of shift the goalpost a little bit. I think Make Believe is now very underrated because it has some really solid, like, songs that people forget about because they don't like Beverly because Hills. Because they don't like Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah. And Beverly Hills is a good pop song. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't mind Beverly Hills. Yeah. People I've never sing it, it at the concerts, and like, I'm like, oh, who yeah. hates this song? Everyone's singing along to it. You're yeah. all liars. Um, and I think th- I think that's the end of Weezer 2.0 uh-huh. in a way. Like we- Weezer 1.0 is the first two records, yes. and then uh, Maladroit is the end of, uh, or no, is it no? Uh, uh, Make believe yes. is the end of 2.0. Actually, maybe Red Album is. I can't tell. It's like that's around Red Album. Then I got. I remember. I have a very specific memory of being at the UCB for Comedy Death Ray uh-huh. and playing it over the speaker. We used to play music while we were setting up, right? And playing it and Jonah Ray being there, like prepping for his set and us talking about 
the album and him just going, ah, it's not good. <laughs> and me saying like, well, I love Pork and Beans. Yeah, Pork that's, and Beans is great. That's a great song. And then the first four songs are pretty good, right? You yeah, know? I would say so. I think that one in particular is like, yeah, it's about half. It's halfway in, halfway out. Yeah, in the in those two. But that's probably Weezer the eras. end of two point yeah. because to me, yeah. it still is like he's still playing in the classic Weezer style, and yes. I'm like, oh, okay. So then, um, then starts Weezer three point which I <laughs> which I confess that I maybe have. There, there are a few albums I've never listened to okay. all the way through. Yes, uh, because Ratitude is next. Is that Ratitude right? is never after, listened to it really. Yeah, it's Hurley terrible. never listened to. Hurley is really bad as well. But uh, then I was reading like a Stereo Gum article because recently I got interested in what am I missing about r- recent Weezer? And there was I think an article about like the best Weezer deep cuts. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And so I, I started getting interested, and they were like, oh, no, Hurley is actually very underrated is what people were saying. Like, it's got great al- great I songs. I don't, I, don't I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I was nicer to that, or I was nicer to Ratitude, which I'd say I hate, uh, mm. than I was to Hurley. Because Hurley is just like, it's it's a bunch of ideas that don't ever actually, um, mm. like, fulfill themselves. It's very, like, right. you could hear it. You could hear the Weezer version of this, some of the songs, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't know about well, this. Well, that's at the thing all. is, is like that's that seems to be Weezer 3.0, where they yeah. were like, we don't care about the Weezer style anymore. We're gonna do whatever is uh, the the producerial tricks are, yeah, uh, that that are happening on the radio right now, and we're just gonna aim for pop stuff, yes, which <clears throat> you know has had some success or whatever. But so so from then on, I would say that I, my uh, devotion to listening to the records is spotty at best. Uh, everything is all right. Everything will be all right in the end is the only one that I've really listened to because yeah. that was sort of a return to form in terms of instrumentation, if not his voice. Yeah. Um, so then th- my only other background tidbit about the band is that they um, they were we, – we got word when we were doing the Comedy Bang Bang television show that they wanted to do the show, right? And so they were one of the – there, there are sort of like lists of people. There were people who uh, got on the show. Mm-hmm. There were people who uh, never uh, ever responded to wanting <laughs> to be on the show. And yes. then there were these middle period people who uh, supposedly wanted to be on the show. And we got as far as writing everything they were going to do on the show, wow. writing their episode. Yeah. And then them backing out once they read the scripts. Oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> And there, there are very there, there are quite a uh, quite a few people who got to that point. Yeah, including Macklemore, who backed out literally day of twice and made a scramble to like fill, yeah, to fill to fill in with someone else. But but Weezer was one of those where I was like, oh, that would be cool. I even though they're, I think they were in their ratitude period or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love Weezer. You know, I have this history with the band. I yeah. love Weezer. We wrote really funny sketches for them, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's it's there. There were probably ten people who, once we sent the sketches, immediately was like they're not doing the show anymore. <laughs> which you can only take as an indictment of this of the scripts you've written, right? right? Like, right. oh, they hated these scripts. So that was always a bummer to me. And then I remember Rivers like tweeting at one point after the show had ended. He's like, "Hey, everyone! Everyone should just chill out." smoke a bowl and watch comedy bang bang oh my god and i'm like so he because i never i you you when you're dealing with publicists you never hear like 
if it's a real request, this happens all the time, especially on the podcast. Of like, mm-hmm. this person wants to do the podcast, and you go, okay, and then they go, hey, they're not interested. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. oh, so you're you, the publicist, are just like searching for things for them to do, right? And you've like hooked me in, and I've adjusted my schedule accordingly. Yeah. And now you're saying they they didn't, but but that one felt like a. It was so out of left field. We weren't chasing Weezer down. It was suddenly we hear Weezer wants to do it that yeah. I felt like someone there must be a fan of the show or something. Yeah. And I think it might be Rivers, so I don't know. I feel like he, like, likes comedy. I mean, he's done, we he like, because when they were promoting Red, they were did all these, like, weird YouTube things. And, like, I don't know if that's comedy. But, like, yeah. they, like at the time, that and was, like, very popular. And he has in his video. Yes. And the videos are funny. And so... So, like, and, and, and they've always been, like, a fun... They've been, like, a funny band, sort of. Yeah. Like, they've had... Always, they've always had funny videos. I would... I would, It kind of is surprising that they didn't do it. Like, uh... I is, thought they would have been really funny. We hardly ever had guests, mainly because of our camera setup. We, yeah. We hardly ever had four people on at the same time, you yeah. know? And so we were going to make an exception for, for them and yeah. film it, you know, like put two chairs behind the couch, like two high back stools wow, and yeah. sort of film it like that. And uh, The Lonely Island, that was one of the only people that we would do three at a time, right? Yeah. Um, so we were going to do it kind of like that. And um, I thought the scripts were really funny, but I remember one of them yeah. was them literally just saying the uh, – you know, the uh, 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 intro words from uh, the sweater song <laughs> was literally them like in conversation saying all of that yeah. stuff with each other, yes, you know? that's and so funny. Who knows if that turned them off? But my whole point is, is like, come back to us and say, hey, we don't want to do, that would happen all the time of like, hey, we don't want to do this one. We don't want to do that one. Um, and we would change that all the time and go, oh, okay, let's write something new. Right. And then, and then the worst is when they would still like back out when you would like write another Do round extra work. Yeah. yeah. So there were a few people <laughs> like that. And Macklemore was like that too, of like, Hey, I, I don't want to do this. And we changed it. And then the day of, it's that like, is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming anymore. I'll say this. So you don't have to, it seems like what would help Macklemore the most is if he had a f- more fun personality. <laughs> well, I feel, you know, he called me personally to Did apologize he? Okay, uh, the back. first time. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> And I, from what I understand, uh, maybe he was going through some troubles uh, at the time. Dang. Uh, so. Oh, I wonder when that was. Uh, but you know what? Heart goes out to you, Mac. I'm sorry I said that about yeah. you. And Seattle zone. You know, I mean, honestly, it was more of a just a logistical problem for yeah. us than like a true like, damn it, Macklemore can't be here. <laughs> you know, like the episode ended up being great. Uh, and Colin knows this. Colin Hanks came in like just basically off a of phone okay, call. Like, yeah. can you be here in an hour? Yeah. And him going, yeah, sure. And, and, he's, and he's down and, and he's really funny. In yeah. it. So it's like it all worked out for the best. That's awesome. Um, well, this is about the time where I would start moving on into yeah. some facts. So how about we hit you with some facts about this album? Uh, okay, so obviously it was released. Uh, obviously it was released. Obviously it was released. We've heard I mean, it. we all listened to it. <laughs> it was that day where everything got really quiet <laughs> in the right. world because we were all listening to New Weezer. <laughs> this was March 1st, 2019, earlier this year. Uh, and we uh, Rivers wanted to do something that was radical uh, and said that uh, their producer, Jake Sinclair, was very much the voice of conservatism on the side of the old school fans. He wanted them to do more things like uh, everything will be all right in the end and white and, you know, just even the... Uh, you know, obviously, Blue and Pinkerton, but he won on the, he won on that one. He, but Rivers said, "I'm gonna win on this one." Uh, okay, and so that means he was like, "I'm gonna get my ideas out there, and it's gonna sound the way I want it to sound, not how the old school uh, fans want it." Exactly. Sound. Okay, um, and 
what did he say though that it was gonna feel he said he was likening it to an urban environment nighttime and gritty and hopefully uh, a lot more money yeah yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know about you i was terrified when i was listening to this out. not really uh <laughs> yeah it was, felt I, like nighttime it felt like i was in an urban environment yeah I had to, I am i holding, gonna get mugged yeah. or am i listening to music <laughs> i was holding a flashlight oh. i was terrified uh what was it oh, he said uh that the black album would require new psychological techniques new writing techniques and new places to hang out like echo park and silver lake oh god <laughs> oh that's frightening uh psychoanalysis is going to play a big role it's going to be more r-rated maybe with swear words for the first time on a Weezer album, which there are a few. Uh, does it, like the F word or yes, the F word, Scott. I won't say it. I'm not. I would never say no, it. No, I. Thank you. Yeah, this this is a religious podcast, isn't it? Well, yes. All podcasts should be should be. Yes, yeah. they they get us closer to God. Yeah. Uh, he also said that he would su- summarize the album as the Beach Boys gone bad. Mm, I think they went bad. <laughs> Much more than Weezer has ever gone. Yeah, bad. I'd say rotten. Um, interesting. <laughs> uh, and that it was supposed. This album was supposed to come out directly after following the White Album, but when they were working on it, they had more songs that sort of filled this different category, more beach for category. Daydream Nation uh, for, uh, for for Pacific Daydream. Pacific so then Daydreams. They, then right. they What's Daydream Nation? What am I thinking of when I say that? Um, I don't know. That's a different record. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Uh, and that he he said that. If Pacific Daydream was one step away from Weezer's history, then the Black Album was going to be ten of those. Oh, and so that he's doing this on purpose, Scott. Sonic Youth, Sonic Youth, Daydream Nation. See, that's that's a, that's, that's an better. Area. That's better music. You should be doing a podcast <laughs> about them. <laughs> I don't. I know. I know you were born in 1990, but I was going to say I don't have a real frame of reference for Sonic Youth. I don't. I don't know them. Okay. I'll give you a best of. Uh, I, okay, oh, please, I'll I'll take it. Okay. Um, I would love to. I would love to hear a good song for once. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. Okay. So, the next thing I want to do is play the songs because that's how okay, the. By the way, the this goes. is produced by Dave Sytek, which I well, I was okay. Yes. Very into when I heard about it conceptually from TV on the radio. Yes. Um. Although even though TV on the radio is a very different band, and they sort of have. The, they're a rock band that sort of dabbles in kind of more dance music influences a little bit, you right. know, which should have set my alarm bells off when it comes to Weezer. But Uh-oh. but I love TV on the radio, so I was I was like, oh, cool, that sounds great. Yeah, when they work with somebody like I mean, like that is good at the thing that they do themselves. You're right. sort of like, okay, like maybe something will rub off, and this will be actually like I mean, Rick Kasich. Yeah, you you wouldn't say that that Weezer sounds like the cars other than the keyboards occasionally. Mm -hmm. Um, The guitars are definitely harder for Weezer. So, uh, you know, for me, it kind of felt like one of those of like, oh, Dave said, oh, okay, great. And he's, he's, he's produced other things that are great. So, and you know what, Rick, Give their boys a call. They need you. Give they them a need, call. They need you, they baby. They need your help. What was the last one that he did? With Everything him? will be all right. In the yeah. End. It's so good. Just work with Rick. <laughs> Just work with Rick. Uh, he might be too busy giving it to Paulina Porskova, though. <laughs> He's giving it to her. Just on the reg. Hey, if you're friends with P, <laughs> yeah. uh, don't call me between these hours. I'm giving <laughs> no, it to her. No, man. <laughs> okay. So, but before we play the songs on the Black Album, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Scott, thanks for being (laughs) (coughs) Oh, my God. Am I a scary host? Well, I feel like I'm listening to the Black Album. 
I'm sorry I'm being so scary. Oh I, I didn't know. I didn't. Is this Halloween themed podcast? Oh my goodness. Happy Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> uh, no, okay. So <laughs> this is, we're going to play these songs and we're going to talk about them as they're playing. Are, are you ready to hear these are songs? Are you the again? kind of guy, by the way, who you know where you were the day it was released? You know what you were doing when when you first heard it? Is is that the level? Is this your favorite band? Is that the level? Weezer of is my you- favorite band. I'll say for this one because I was already fallen. I was already hurt by Pacific Daydream mm. that I because uh, I would, expectations are low. My I, yeah. So my the my relationship with Weezer is the one that of expectations. So like after um, being very surprised by um, everything will be all right in the end. I'm like wow. Wow, they're back. Uh-huh. I'm so excited. I'm all album. on board for why I ordered the like the like the bundle that came oh, with everything. No. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. My boys are back. Then Pacific Daydream comes out. And I was like, huh. I went to Amoeba, waited in line all day for to, Pacific Daydream, for Pacific Daydream uh-huh. to buy it physically and get a ticket to see them in person at uh, right. Amoeba. And then for this one, I remember it coming out and being like, oh, it's on Spotify. <laughs> Well, I'll just yeah. I'll, I'll listen to it on Spotify. Well, also because the, yeah. the the singles that had come out already were probably Hasta Luego and yes. the, and the last song had been out. Uh, already, yeah, California right? Snow. Yeah, so you'd uh, already heard those and knew what to expect. Yes, from it. but I I do own I do own a physical copy of the album. I don't remember if I got it. I must have gotten it day of, but I don't remember ever listening to it. it it's it's still wrapped. No, I, I uh. it's 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 in my car. I own I own right. it. It's in my car. Right. Uh, but I think it must have come. Oh, you know what? I ordered it with, uh, like a a fan thing. Okay. It came with like a bundle. You're part of their fan club. And, yes. Okay. Yeah. So cool. it came with like it came with a download code. I have a download code. Okay. It's probably one right. of the only ones I don't own physically. Got to get back out there. Thanks okay. for reminding me. Sure. Uh, <laughs> got some shopping to do mm-hmm. <laughs> for my least favorite Weezer album. <laughs> I don't know if it's my least favorite one. Uh, there's Is some- Weezer the first band that has? I guess with the exception of everything will be all right in the end, where literally you could rank their albums in order of release and by how good they are. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, like because it is just sort of like, well, no, you know, no, no. Each one is no. slightly worse than the previous. Yes, but then there, I will say there are some highs on the ones that I don't love. Except yeah. for, I don't feel like Ratitude across the board that just doesn't work. I, for me. Well, I I should listen to Ratitude and Hurley again because they're they're the only two. I never really listened to Pacific Daydreams either, mm-hmm. but but I did listen to the White Album because same I was snookered the same way that, yeah. <laughs> that you were. But I I do have to listen to those two again because I I, I or those three because yeah. I I don't think I've ever heard them other than the singles. I'd be very curious to hear what you think about them only because um, they suck out loud. Uh, but I've heard that <laughs> I, I don't know. I I would anyway. There's maybe a couple... I'll just listen to your show. <laughs> oh please, I need a listener. Uh, okay, <laughs> Bing, I got one. <laughs> got one. Oh, it's just Scott. It's Scott. Uh, I'd be I'd, I'd, I'd be extra embarrassed. I'd be like, oh no, this is somehow worse. <laughs> the only person listening. <laughs> no, I mean, oh no, he, he, I would rather you hear it, the, the album. The album than your podcast? <laughs> what is worse? The podcast about Weezer or Weezer? <laughs> By the way, Weezer, if you're listening, and who knows, maybe Rivers is listening. Big fan. Yeah. Probably always will be, no matter what you do. I'll say that of any criticism that I have for, of the albums does not carry over to the people in the band. Yes. I, I love them. I think they're great. 
Uh, I think they're, I mean, they're still my favorite band. I'll see them any chance I get. Mm-hmm. I see them every time they come through I, Los Angeles. I saw them in at Glen Helen in the, in, I think it was a K-Rock show, but really? his Oasis played out. Uh-huh. Wow. But, um, and Oasis was so bad. I left in the middle. That was the only time I've ever seen like a, a horrible Oasis show. I don't know what, but Jared Grody and I went to it together Wow. and Oasis was terrible. I don't remember why. Um, but Weezer was good, and then the then Coachella this year. I thought they were great. They had so much fun uh, on Coachella. And the uh, only d- bad part of their set was the song from the Black Album, or yeah, from the Black Album. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Okay. Well, how about how about we get we start uh, getting into these songs? What do you say, Scott? Sure. Uh, okay. So the first track on the Black Album is "Can't Knock the Hustle." Uh. So I'm hearing this. Yeah. And. You are, yes. <laughs> Unless your headphones are unplugged, I can't tell. No, they're, yeah, I haven't been hearing any of it. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're doing this hasta luego thing. As a Latinx person, my, my, my sort of thing, my, what do you call it? Alarms are going off, but at the same time, I'm like, I stand. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind the Oslo part. No, I love that part of it. I, see, he said motherfucker. Oh, he did. I said it right now, Scott. Wow. I repeated it because he tricked I'm me. I'm leaving. No. He tricked you into this. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> um, he, he described this song as a mix between the Beastie Boys, no. Beck, and Weezer. No. Definitely a mix of Weezer and something. <laughs> yes. But... I think the Oslo part is probably what he's talking about with back. Maybe with that's the, the closest the thing to kind of thing. Yes. Um, did he write this? Because you know, obviously, the video is about Pete Wentz. Yeah, being an, being Uber, an driver. Uber driver. Yeah. Did he write it about an Uber driver? Because there's the whole like tip me, leave a five star review. I'll yeah, leave it to. I yeah. think so. I think that's what it's about. It's not very um, personal. Uh, in that although, video, the, yeah. although this whole album. A lot of it feels like a reaction to his fan base, in a way. Oh, yeah. He's mad at us. And so I I also feel like it's a little bit about, hey, I'm going, I'm trying to be commercial. Yes. You can't knock the hustle a little bit. Yeah, he's like, hey, look, I'm doing all this work. I'm actually working really hard, so yeah. you can go talk all the shit you want, but I'm still going to be working hard. Yeah. And it's a little like, look, we just had a number one song because of the weird shit I do. <laughs> You know, you can't knock the hustle. No. Uh, and the video was actually shot for a different song completely. But they re- really? Yeah, they reworked the video. What fit. song did they... Uh, it was. It's a song that hasn't come out that they haven't oh, okay. uh, released yet. I think it was called, like, After Midnight or something. After Midnight. <laughs> we gonna let it all hang out. <laughs> what if that's the pivot they made yeah. next? <laughs> Just into Eric Clapton. <laughs> um, I think this song is not... Well, there he goes, that's, cursing that's again. Bad. He shouldn't be doing that. He, well, he, he, okay, here's here's sort of, here's kind of one of my issues Yes. with it. Let's put aside the music. Sure. Which is, I kind of go back and forth on it, or the production. But, you know, when the, when the Blue Album came out, it was very charming that he was like, his lyrics were sort, sort of like Don't Stop or We'll Die. They have this yes. rule of we're not, never going to rewrite a lyric. Right. You know? And it was very charming that he was using kind of, um, I don't want to say appropriating uh, hip hop language, but But as much as just, yeah, yeah, he's being a dweeb saying like cool things, saying cool things. But 25 years on, 
is it still funny to take like a Jay-Z title and use it as the title of your song and right. then say don't step to me bitch yeah in a nerdy way I I I don't know no I don't know it, yeah 25 years ago we'd be like this is great but right. I also think my main thing about a lot of the songs that I'll say they think is if any other band did it that wasn't Weezer, you might not even think about this. You song might again. not even think about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot listening to this album again today. Yeah. A lot of the songs I had to divorce myself from Weezer yes. and say, like, okay, if I was just listening to the radio, would I like this? And some of them I would say I would. Yes. So, but this one I'm I look, I I thought it was okay. I still think it's okay when I hear it. I don't mind it. But then put it put it when they were at Coachella, this is the one new song they played. Uh-huh. And it's like Put it in that context, and it's dog shit next to their oh, yeah. entire oeuvre. Yeah, like, if you put it, it that after the, Only in Dreams, you'd be like, what, is this, what the fuck? This is, <laughs> and it was the worst part of their set, and yes. they seemed embarrassed to be playing it. Yes. And, the, and the crowd, it was almost like you know one of those movies where like a crowd is totally silent suddenly. Yes. You know? <laughs> oh my, yeah, just like full embarrassment. Yeah. I don't like that in movies when people are singing when they shouldn't be. Uh, right. It's the most embarrassing thing I could think of. Right. Uh, but they don't even really... The, I just the, said right, right to you twice when I have no idea what you are talking about. So like, I when guess, people in movies are singing when they I'm shouldn't trying to think be? of like a scene. Like, but so just like, to be a nice person, I was like, yeah, right, I agree with you. I feel. But like now the, I'm I'm going backwards and like, saying, what it, the fuck are you talking it's about? It's like a, it's a moment in like movies sometimes where like someone will start singing to like save an awkward moment. Like uh, I'm trying to like in like I just told you I love you and I don't know. Why do birds <laughs> suddenly appear? That's the only paradigm. one that I could think of is Have you seen Mean Girls, Scott? Uh, yeah, of course. So when they accidentally kick the boombox, and, and it's from their little recital thing, their little Christmas recital, uh, uh, they kick okay. the boombox, and then the music stops. Oh, what do we do? Uh-huh. Then Lindsay Lohan starts singing the song. Oh shit, I don't remember. But yeah. Oh no. Does it sound good or does it sound bad? It's the thing is, Lindsay Lohan's a good singer, so it yeah. sounds good. I also just don't buy it when people in movies are good singers because not everyone is a good singer. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's almost like everyone in a movie. Because they've all been to theater school, yes, they all have the exact same skills as anyone in theater school, yeah, which gives you the weird outlook that everyone in the world has been to theater school. Everyone so, is like conventionally good looking and right. is also like good at singing. Well, that's the other yeah. thing that, I, and I've said this a few times, but when you see any TV show or any movie, you have to know that every, almost ninety nine percent of the people on it have dyed their hair. Yes, and <laughs> they all are sitting on sides. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Like they all have, and sides are like the script, yeah. the, the pages that you're supposed to memorize that day, they, and they print them in tinier than normal size pages, and everyone like has just memorized their lines and tucks them under their seat, <laughs> <They're all sitting laughs> under the cushions. Yeah, 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 exactly. Hear that, movies? We know your tricks. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've seen a set or two. We know what you're doing. Okay, thanks for explaining that. <laughs> I still don't get it. Go on. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, hashtag Matt. I got you. Hashtag Matt. I got you. All right, sure. <laughs> hashtag, if you don't know what he's talking about, hashtag Matt, I don't got you. Yeah, I don't got you. Don't put that apostrophe in there because that'll ruin your hashtag. Don't, it's, it's, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for teaching them. Okay, so the next song on the Black Album is Zombie Bastards. Die, die, zombie I think this starts promising. Yeah, you're like, what is this? What's going on? You know they're At least there. is guitar-based. And then this. <laughs> immediately like, huh. Immediately the... But okay. this is the sort of the Dave Sytek influence. Yes. In a way, but the fake bass, you know. I think and, Die Zombie Bastards is a Minecraft thing. 
I think it's about his fan base as well. Uh, it, it's if you kind of look at the lyrics, it's all about like, hey, you know, all of you fans who are so strict about what you want me to do, yeah, die <laughs> because I. <laughs> I want to be doing what I want to be doing. I love that he is at this point of now wishing death upon yeah. <laughs> his fans. This is... Um, so th- I don't love this one, Scott. I'm going to be honest. It's, it's better than some of them. I think that's probably true. <laughs> but, like okay, so here's the production. This is where the, like, the modern influences come in, yeah. the people all saying yay, and uh, the bass not being real, right. and the... And it, it being this kind of like more modern sound. Um, but unfortunately, this is one of the few that's like, this is a guitar-based song that I don't think if I heard this and didn't know it was Weezer. Yeah. It's not a total pop crossover. I think he wrote all the songs on this album on piano. Uh, and then like, then, you know, retranslated them for right. gu- uh, guitar parts where neat and were necessary. Right. Interesting. So this this is one of the more unsuccessful ones to me because it's like produced like a pop song but it's not written like a pop song, yes. you know? Yeah. Whereas if he just wrote it like a Weezer if he just produced it like a Weezer song, it might be more successful. Yeah. And it doesn't ever it doesn't have any parts in the song. What I think sometimes has like a what a good Weezer song is be, it could be is like it starts off kind of like a little like mellow and like not sad but like sort of like and then like, builds and then builds to something big. It a doesn't crescendo, this stays yeah. flat the whole way. Yeah. It's just kind of But that's kind of the pop production style, which is like, we never want to build. No. We want it to be the same throughout because we want you to get sucked into a groove and kind of like an earworm kind of thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, this melody is just kind of like... The most memorable part of the song is the... uh, Yeah. And and what we uh, Rivers is doing is almost uh, secondary to all that. And then this part does not work as a pop song. No, this is yeah. It's just like it, some of the elements are just incongruous to each other. Like this part sounds like it could be from a Weezer song yes. a little bit. But this sounds like you know that Bruno Mars song where he's talking about how he's gonna like sit around all day and not do anything. Yeah. Maybe I'll have some sex and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a little sex. Maybe I'll have sex. Which, by the way, Bruno, if you're like considering dabbling in sex, like that is a position of privilege. Yeah. Yeah. That a lot of us do Check not have. Your privilege, Bruno. <laughs> okay, because Bruno can't. There were years of my life where. <laughs> I couldn't just think to myself, oh, maybe I'll have sex today. Yeah, and not even a full amount. Just yeah, some. some sex. But th- that's what this reminds me of. Is he's tired of it. He's trying to do one of those songs where it's like, but he doesn't have the chops that Bruno has yeah. like to turn it into a like a real pop song. Right. I. This is one that I, c- I would like to hear the... I just want to hear some more guitars on it. Because I think that it would save Yeah, there it for are like me. almost zero guitars. No, there's well, very also few. bass. Yeah. Yeah, it gets got in there. Yeah, all there is is just the. By the way, I th- I feel like I've been one of the few people who's seen like every bass player they've had really? live. Yeah. yeah. I've only ever seen. I've, I mean, I've only ever seen Scott. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I saw Matt and I saw the the Green Album dude as well. Mikey. So, yeah, Mikey. And then didn't they have someone after that too? Uh, they well, they got Scott in very shortly after because okay. he left. Uh, he did some of the promo shows for Green and then he left. Okay. Uh, I saw. Um, I was just talking to Jess Jarden about this because I went at the memory show. They had like st- like step and repeats that you can go stand in front of, like mm. and take photos. But right. the uh, the face of Matt Sharp was cut out, so you can get in the photo oh. and be Matt Sharp, which is very one rude. Yeah. Uh, but they also had it for the Green album and like took Mikey's face out, and I was like, oh. just make it so you could stand next to them. Yeah, that's better. But also, uh, Mikey has since passed, and so that was right. an extra bad okay. taste. I, yeah, that is. Um, I wonder what their deal is with Matt. Like, I look. I understand if if you're just if there's a personality conflict. Yeah, and you're just like I cannot stand being around this person I any heard, longer. Yeah, I heard that they were like working on something together, like in private. Yeah, uh, I think like, I heard the that last too. Couple like with the last few years, but yeah. they just like never put it out. Man, drop the collab. Yeah, drop. I mean. And I don't even think that you could say like, oh, if he were to come back, they would it would be a return to form because I think Scott's really good. Scott has really come into his own, and I I would feel so bad for Scott if that happened. I think yeah. that'd be he's that'd be in, rude. He's put in way more time yes. than than Matt did. Even he's clearly very happy to be there every yeah. time I've ever seen. That's that. the one thing about them all is is like you could technically say like Brian, um, who's really good at guitar, great, like. Could couldn't you say that he would sort of pull a, a Sleater Kenny? Yeah. Uh you know, uh how uh uh, uh who just left Janet yes. just left um like because the supposedly because the new record is not a true, you know, it's not it's what not their like, style, you know. It seems like it's gonna be very um pop uh, uh, like St. Vincent, Vincent yeah. yeah but you could see Brian doing that at a certain point and being like t- like you could see a person like in Brian's position doing that yes but Brian always just seems like hey man I'm in Weezer yeah. I'm happy to be playing the old stuff <laughs> as long as those checks are coming I'm happy yeah, yeah. you know uh, well how about we move on to the next song sure. this one is track three high as a kite Can I tell you something about this one, sure. Scott? I love this song. I think this is a great song. My only quibble is the production. Sure. The guitars are turned down and the drums are turned down. Yes. Uh, to, in order to make it not sound like a Weezer song. Uh, I would love to hear a live version of this where they're like... Yeah, I haven't seen them do it live. Yeah. But this is... I, I think it's a great melody. Really well put together. Um... Uh, people are, who haven't heard the song are confused about oh, about why we're saying that on this part, probably. Yes. But when it gets to the chorus, it's great. I just wished that Rick Ocasek was in there turning of the guitars. Yeah. So here, it come, here it comes. Like, those are some classic, like... Yes, heavy metal sort of chord structurey kind of things of like bum bum bum, you know, yes. like you can hear the drama in them, but they've turned everything down in order to make it sound like easy listening in right. a way, you know, which is kind of a bummer. His voice on this song is so great too. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you've seen the video. Yeah, uh, the video is directed Mr. by Rogers. some fuck Jerry guys though, uh, uh, which is kind of a bummer. That sucks. Uh, but the video is 
cool. Yeah, he's like Mr. Rogers, and then it gets then it gets a little twisted. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Mr. Rogers being a little twisted? Yeah. Uh, don't tell Jim Carrey. Never tell Jim Carrey anything. <laughs> don't tell. He, well, he's a blabbermouth. This guy. Yeah. So that then they get into the bridge coming up, which I yeah. think is like a great bridge. And I can hear it as an old Weezer song. Yeah. If it was like Pat was back there going, but instead they do this with it. Almost, almost turn those guitars up. Yeah, I want to rip into that guitar solo because it's great. Yeah, but would love to hear this live. Oh yeah, I think this could stand next to their older material. Uh, it's as good of a song as any of those. Any songs. on the blue? I, yeah. I think it's as good as anything on the blue. It's just this is a really pretty part, but it's yeah. like not. Yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah. This is kind of their easy listening 70s AM gold yes. kind of part of it. But I like the but I like this. Ding ding and then gets back into. Here we go. But yeah, now I'm like yeah. Like the transition from that into if it were really ripping would be yeah. great, but um, you know. I yeah, this, hey, re- I we is it re-record this. Re-record it. That's the thing. I want them to <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so fr- that, it's so frustrating to really think nice singing there incredible it's like so frustrating to think that I know better but it's I, know. I don't yeah. I don't know anything about it and who band. knows like if they came up with who knows if this song was written beforehand yeah. or if like they were fucking around with the production style and came up with it out of this and they're just like oh this is the way the song is because we came up with these we came up with yeah. it based on the production. I don't know what, he said, how he writes songs anymore. He said that it remind this song reminded him of Surf Wax America. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like a like feelings of like escaping and stuff. Like, so here's I get it. here's my issue is yeah. like so this this song never would be on the radio because no. it has too much guitar in it. Yes. So why why go halfway with it? I don't know. It's because I think the next song is something that you could see as yes. divorce Weezer from it, and it sounds like something on the radio. Yeah. So that's like put out a whole album of that if you want, but but that song in particular, do it like a Weezer song instead. You know. I agree. Uh, why don't we get into the next one? It's living in L.A. That's what we're doing. We currently reside within the parameters <laughs> of the city of Los Angeles. This is very pop. Yes. I'm trying to think of who this would be on the radio. I mean, like, it, it's it's a, Chainsmokers? Like, yeah, it's almost like a Zed song yeah, or something yeah. like that. But um, but that, that guitar is very treated, and it doesn't even sound like it's a real guitar in a way, in the way that, like, to be on the radio now, you, you can't sound like a, a real band. Right. You know? No, you can never. Uh, he's talking about a girl he's pining after and compares his loneliness to being in the in this great city that we reside in mm. in which we reside yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> but this like just imagine it as 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 uh you know a jason derulo song yeah i was gonna say like taylor swift like this yeah. is like you could hear this any any yeah or, or like uh, uh jason derulo like uh uh not joe jonas but nick jonas oh, you know nick. or something this like was that. not for joe it could never be for Joe. By the way, Joe, big fan. He was on the Joe's Bang Bang great. TV show uh, and was really funny. 
And I like those boys. They're, he was, they seem great. He was a couch guest, and then he had so much fun. He was like, "Hey, can I come back and be a character guest?" Fun. <laughs> and we then the show ended uh, right man. after that, uh, unfortunately. But the, and then my uh, cousin alerted me to the fact that uh, he follows me on Instagram. <laughs> oh wow! So shout out to Joe. Um, I like those boys. They seem yeah, great. They seem like nice boys. I did hear when they they used to have an office at the Henson Studios that they on La Brea. Yeah, that they never. Uh, that it's like, I think, like say it's a hundred dollars a month to park there yes. to self park, and it's twenty dollars a day to valet. Uh-huh. That never self parked. Wow, valet even though it's like ten steps to their office, <laughs> like always valet. Must be nice. Must be nice. I used to live right by there. Oh, cool. Shout out to Kermit the Frog. Uh, shout out to Kermit. Yeah, he knows Weezer. He does. Just, I was just there the other day recording uh, the score for my movie coming out. Ooh. I can't wait to see it, Scott. Oh, thanks. Uh, was Kermit there? Kermit was there. And the Jonas Brothers. They're all just hanging? They're all just hanging. And Kermit was Drinking. the valet. Oh, uh, that sucks. Hey, ho. Can I take your car? <laughs> um, so anyway, Hello, this, Mr. Ackerman. The song is... Uh, I think it's one of the more, like... Weezer, if you want to put out a record that's just this, go for it. Yeah, um, this sounds most like Pacific Daydream. If I'm being, oh, does yeah, it really? So like if you okay. or like even like this is okay. Pacific Daydream might be an album you could be interested okay. in. Uh, the next one, I'm just gonna stop this one now, uh, so we could uh, get to the next track here. It's called "Piece of Cake." I'm interested because I'm hungry. <laughs> it's a little too early for cake, Scott. Unless you have right pancakes. Oh, this is one I like, I think. Although I will say I listened to it two hours ago. I yeah. don't remember it. So <laughs> was surprised that there was a song called Piece of Cake. So that line that he says about let's do hard drugs to fix our problems, he said he put that in for Dave. Like, uh, he's like, uh, oh, oh, Dave Sider, yeah, and uh, was like, I thought it would sound cool and that Dave would like it, uh, because he's like, I'm the most straight edge guy ever, I don't do drugs, okay, kind of a he's a dork, I don't, but does he or does he not? I also feel like I feel like he doesn't anymore, at least, he's constantly fucking with like in interviews, he's never telling the truth, yeah. You remember that whole thing when the SNL thing came out and he was like, oh my God, I'm so honored. How great. And then yeah. you heard later he never even watched it. That's, yes. So I had um, Eli Mandel who wrote that sketch on the show. Oh, wow. And he talked to them backstage and he said that they were very nice, but like, it just sounds like they, it was like a, he said to, he said to Eli, uh, you, you wrote that at a really good time for us. Oh, Meaning that that they had, they're having an album coming out, and so and, like the, was, and the Africa single, yeah, came out. okay. Uh, but that's that's my thing is, is like who knows if anything he says in an interview is true. I know it's such because he's he's always been a troll. He's yeah. a bit of a troll. This uh, Scott is he having yeah. a laugh? <laughs> he's having a laugh. He's taking the piss. By the way, the drums in this, you know, yes. it's very easy listening. Weezer, uh, and that's I'm. We all know the thing about everybody in this band is that they're very, very competent, good musicians. I want to hear Pat fuck them up. I want to hear, yeah. like, that's what I want. I don't want to 
be having a chill time. But that's that. It also like if you were to just turn those drums up. Yes. And you know how like '80s songs like Tom Petty. Yeah. Like the drums are the loudest thing mm-hmm. in the mix. It almost feels on this album like the drums are an afterthought, and they turn them way, way down. Let's just and just quiet like, those a little bit. Do you think? Uh, do you think Rivers was mad at Pat? No. How how could he be mad at Pat? I don't know. Pat's been there for him throughout everything. He could have been mad at him. He's like, I'll show you. What was Pat's side project? Didn't he have a side uh, project? The special goodness, right? Special goodness. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're pretty good too. Um, this song. I don't remember. I, I I don't remember. We've been listening to it. I don't remember. Yeah. I. The thing about it is, it is. This is one of those other ones. I think that if you gave this to, uh, like anybody who's on the radio right now, if you gave this to a Sean Mendez, right? Maybe they do something. But yeah. also, the other thing you you got to know is like those people are all technically better singers than <laughs> oh Rivers. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's almost like Rivers. Should he wanted maybe if he wanted to just be a songwriter for hire, you know, yes. which, um, you know, sometimes is really cool. Like I was, I was kind of listening to Pink records recently mm-hmm. and like going and and going like, oh wow, that's interesting that this like hard rock person wrote this song yeah. that that because of the production sounds like a pop song, you know, right? That's always like really interesting to me. Uh, of the side gig, you know, that people can have of writing pop songs for huge pop singers. Yeah, you know? but those people are like amazing singers. Mm-hmm. Pink is this incredible vocalist and can do right. these runs that Rivers could never do. Oh no, I, you know what? And I don't want to hear him do it. No, <laughs> they would be so embarrassing. Right. <laughs> uh, there's that Lady Gaga song uh, on Joanne, "Come to Mama." That um, what's his name? Uh, Father John Misty wrote, and oh, he right, released yeah. his demo of it after. It was like this is also really good. Yeah, like uh, two different interpretations. Yeah, two different people doing something could be so wildly different. And you had that guy on Bang Bang. Um, what guy? Um, John Gabers? Uh, no, uh, the guy. Uh, I for, I'm forgetting his name right now. I feel what, bad. What did he do? He. <laughs> you uh, gotta give me more than he's a guy. He released an album of the songs that he wrote for other. Um, oh artists. yeah, yeah. That's uh, from. Uh, uh, he is from, uh, he wrote Closing Time. Yes. Uh, and then he wrote, um, uh, from, uh, st- uh, uh, oh, God. Now, you ever, you ever have that thing where someone yes. can't remember a name and it I infects gave you my your disease. brain? Yeah. Yes. Um, he's great. He, he wrote, was, he wrote Hello for Adele. Adele, yes. And, uh, uh no, I, I love, uh, uh, just look up Closing Time band. Um, but I love, uh, it's, it starts with an S. It's, uh, Semisonic. Semisonic. I wanted yeah. to say Stetisonic. Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson, Dan yeah. Dan Wilson. So, by the way, Stetisonic, or st- I'm doing it again. Semisonic's third record yes. is gorgeous. Really? Um, it's all about chemistry is, is what it's called. Uh-huh. And it's, it's Kulab and I used to listen to it all the time. It's such a beautiful record. Um, and then he, much like the dude from The Bird and the Bee, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Kirsten, just got into... Okay, well, my band's not gonna have any more success. Yeah. All right, I'm just gonna get into writing huge songs, number one songs <laughs> for other people. What a choice! I'm just gonna write the biggest songs you've right. ever heard. And Greg Kirsten did the same thing for Pink. Yeah, where one I was interested because like Beck has a co-write a co-writing uh, 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 credit on the new Pink record, I uh-huh. think. And I was like, oh, what is it? And that's just because Greg Kirsten was producing Beck. Uh-huh. And one of their sort of like throwaway songs, they turned into a big song for Pink. Wow. Right? You know? So 
I feel like Rivers could do that and maybe that would get his pop yes. songwriting urge yeah. out of the way. <laughs> and then give us those those crunchy guitars, yeah. baby. Uh, check out Dan Wilson's album uh, Recovered. It's really, really Recovered, good. Recovered, yeah, it's great. Um, okay, and so let's, let's uh, moving right along. Track number six on moving the Black right Album. Moving right along. Uh, Alkaline Trio covered that on uh, along to, to, on the Muppet on that thing. Uh, yeah, which, what was it called? Uh, uh, it, it, the, I think it was called the Green Album. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Weezer, Weezer did Rainbow it. Connection. Yeah, which uh, sounded good. It sounded great with uh, with Haley from Paramore. Um, okay, tra- track six is I'm just being honest. So the interesting thing about this song to me is like, if you listen to the whole thing. I'm like, oh, okay, he's in character as a person, which I think is a really good observation of a a person. And you see this on Twitter all the time of like, what? I'm just being honest. Yes. And I I always think that is the mark of an asshole. Yes. Someone who's like, why are you getting offended? I'm just being honest. Yeah. (laughs) And so this whole song is about a person like that, just like who's who's got what they think is just unflinching honesty and it's just being like a rude asshole to people, you know? But because he starts it, he's singing about someone gave him a CD of their band and he's saying like, your band sounds like shit. Yes. It almost sounds like it's either him literally saying this to someone yeah as himself or it's what happened to him when back in the day when he gave right someone you're not it's not really quite sure i would love if both things were true right like it's possible that both did happen right but then <laughs> then he switches to him like saying that his girlfriend's haircut is bad right uh and then he switches to someone going on a date so it's like three different people because you can't have a girlfriend and be going on a date right uh, i would hope not so I, but because he starts in the music industry it sounds like he's yeah. it's autobiographical for some reason i kind of like this one because i do i also like when uh rivers like adopts like an attitude uh yeah. when he is like when he's being a little like cheeky i i, yeah. I, I like that uh but, but then musically we're back to just easy listening kind yes. of you can't even say this is like a summer sounding song. No. As much as just it's like weak <laughs> tea. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This was um he this is a new version of a song that he did on his uh side project with Scott Murphy, Scott and Rivers that they oh, only do yeah. uh like Japanese songs or songs in Japanese. Oh, okay. Uh so they this is like an English version of it. Oh. Uh but it I, I, I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I think it's good. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I was I, I was think it's good. I was working we through my really... I was working through my thoughts there. Uh, I, I, it's not a song that I would, honestly would get back too much. Uh, but I don't think it's it's not one of the worst ones on here. That's still yet to come. I think that take take his singing off of it, give it to a real singer. Oh man, you yes. maybe have a pop hit. Yes, but. I mean that's this album, <laughs> that's the whole yeah. thing. But because uh, I even that is just I don't know that just it doesn't sound. I, I I was about the thing I was about to say is that I think it's good when he adopts his character, but I also need to believe it a little bit. And so yeah. sometimes when he's singing like at these parts, I'm like, well, I don't know if he's really would, selling it to me. I would also say like. The lyrics are kind of funny, yes. but they're not funny. They're not funny enough. You know, yeah. like in the second verse when he's saying like, 
you ask me how my hair is and I say I thought it was better before, yes. I'm just being honest. It's not funny. It's not really a. It's not really a heightened from your band is bad too. Yeah, and I also would like if you if you wrote a sketch like that and turned it in, I'd be like, yeah, but can we think of can we like punch it up and think it like it's not a heightened. It's it's not even at a level of like. You know how sometimes people, when they think they're being funny, they'll take a joke that's been around forever, like, yes. does my butt look big in these jeans? Yes. Uh, or do these jeans make my butt look big? No, your butt makes your butt look big. <laughs> like, you know how a lot of people say that, but yeah. it's an old joke that everyone uses. And like, you, you, like when I hear lyricists using those, I'm like, okay, well, you're you're a musician. I don't expect you to be funny, but like, stop trying to be funny. I don't, take, I don't know if you want to take this as a punch up, Rivers. I got it for you. Instead of uh, saying that you didn't like the haircut, say, the haircut's so bad, it reminds me of this awful band I heard in the earlier part of the song. (laughs) And then, in the third one, boy, that reminds me of this haircut, which reminded me of a terrible band. Exactly. See, then then you have something. It's not hard. No. Come on. Easy to do. Okay. Uh, Okay, let's play uh, track number seven. It's Too Many Thoughts in My Head. Now, this is a guitar tone that I don't necessarily need to hear from Weezer. <laughs> who, who did they steal it from? Is that... Is it's like sort of... Santana? Santana-ish, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Scott, that I don't like this one. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it... I've been, I've been wrestling with... I think it rips off a song that ripped off Keep Me Hanging On. And I can't remember what the middle song is. Oh. So, so when it gets to the chorus, we'll talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, he wrote this chorus in 1997, if that's, okay. that's helpful. It sounds like it's ripping off a song from 1997. Mm-hmm. But when we get to it, I'll, I'll try to sing. The, yeah, and I, I searched for the lyrics, and I, could, and I think I'm just getting the lyrics wrong because <laughs> nothing came up. Okay, so this reminds me of... How could you bother to how could I lie to you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was a ripoff of You Keep Me Hanging On. Yes. <laughs> so you know how Oasis ripped off like a lot of stuff, like the Coke jingle and mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder songs and stuff, yes. and, and George Michael, and they would always have to credit them later? Yeah. There's a song that ripped off You Keep Me Hanging On. That this is basically ripping off. <laughs> so I so it's know. a copy of a copy. Yeah. Uh, that's so interesting. Um, how could I? But I feel like the lyrics were, how could I lie to you? But I've looked up how could I lie to you and I didn't find anything. Because like, I, uh, it comes up a lot, but did you did you hear his song Exploder when the no. White Album was out? It's actually really interesting because it, um, uh, it is like a very weird inside look about how he writes songs. Oh, it's so, like he hears melodies that he makes like a playlist of like melodies that he likes, and then he like basically like reverse engineers the the melodies and like rearranges them and oh. then plays them, and that becomes the song. Okay. Uh, so he like is sort of admits to stealing, but changing enough so it's different. Okay. So it's possible. Remember that he the days when he used to write guitar riffs. <laughs> Well, now he like copy. He has like a spreadsheet of like uh, s- like syllables and like, like the Dat fan of music <laughs> now. He, you know what? I'm fi- I'm glad finally somebody said it. He is like the Dat fan. Uh oh, we're in an elevator. 
Yeah. This song, yeah, I don't think this song is good, Scott. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, why don't we move on to the next song, which I think is very strange. Uh, the Prince Who Wanted Everything. I can't tell if this is about Prince or not, but let's listen to the lyrics. This has got that T-Rex kind of stomp, but a pussy version of it. <laughs> here we go. Let's see. Here come the lyrics. Great start. <laughs> That's what makes me think it might be about actual Prince. He so he basically said that he didn't mean it to be about Prince, and then once he started writing it, there was just too many things that were similar, so that it uh-huh. sort of did become about Prince. Look at him now! Yeah. Like <laughs> this one has promise, though. Like if you were to produce it better and yes, uh, change the lyrics, I think that there's something in here. Yeah, it definitely has more good in it than bad, I think. Um, He said uh, that it also has a sort of... uh, There's some things in it about, uh, like, Ozymandias, uh, that poem. uh, From Watchmen? From from Watchmen, yes. Jeremy Irons. Wow. From the the new show. Coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, he got the scoop. (laughs) (laughs) What if they played this? Like, the music cues in the movie Watchmen are so terrible. Yeah. Uh, Like... Snyder is just the worst with music cues. Like, yeah. like he's as bad as the worst ones I've ever seen in a movie are Flight. I haven't um, seen it. The Zemeckis film with Denzel Washington being the drunk pilot. I'm drunk right now. Because like every music cue is is there to tell you like what you should be feeling about mm-hmm. something. So when John Goodman, who plays, I think his lawyer, I can't remember. But he's real seedy. Yeah. Enters. He's like walking down the hall and suddenly you hear, please allow me to introduce myself. Oh, no. You know, it's like sympathy <laughs> for the devil, you know, and it's like, come on, bro. But, um, bro. But Watchmen had similarly just terrible music cues. He's really bad at it because he did a bad job of it in, well, he didn't finish Justice League, but the Can't songs in Justice League are terrible. Are they really? I don't remember. Uh, I think, or no, it's not even that one. It was. I'm thinking of um, Suicide Squad, which he didn't do. Oh, he didn't but do. Every, no, Suicide Squad had terrible ones too. Yeah, because yeah. every movie now, every superhero movie wants to be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which has yeah. like really good ones in it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because they have ones that are out of slightly out of left field. Yes. But, um, but like I, you know, I, I think I tweeted recently. I'm so glad when I hear this when I'm watching TV or a movie and I hear the song "Under Pressure." Yeah. Because then I know that the characters are under a lot of pressure. <laughs> Like, you have never put under pressure in a movie when characters are, like, happy or whatever. No, never. You know what I mean? You know what? I freaking dare you, Hollywood. I dare you! Step up to the plate. Uh, This song is nothing to me. Uh, Yeah, it's just too in between. Yeah. But I had had promise, but... It is just sort of like, it starts, and then it certainly ends. It certainly does. But let's not get to that point. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on to uh, the next song. Well, oops. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> it's over. Uh, the next one, uh, number nine, is Byzantine. Okay, I have to say this is my second favorite. I think this song is very cool. I yeah. think that um, put this on a Weezer record where it's not trying to be pop music. Yes. As as like a palate cleanser, and I think it's really interesting. And like put this put this in the middle of 
the Green Album or whatever. Right. And it's really interesting. I yeah. I really like it. I really like it, too. Um, it was co-written by uh, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he said that, or, or, you know, Rivers said that she wrote the lyrics just uh, sending him text messages, and then he turned it into a song. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of something off of R.E.M.'s uh, Reveal, maybe? Uh-huh. In a way of, like, it sounds summery and, like, fun. Yeah. And... I, this is, like, yeah, you could see people at a beach having this on. Kind of reminds me of Island in the Sun. He, uh, the... The, the bridge of this song is from a song that he worked on with Pat in a band called Fuzz. Oh, okay. Uh, back in uh, 1991. Okay. Free Weezer. Waste not, want not. Hey, Rivers. he holds on to everything, this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a freaking... It's almost like he has a spreadsheet. Like He's a freaking dat fan over here. He's a dat fan. He's a freaking hoarder. <laughs> he's like Joan Rivers with that filing cabinet of jokes. Oh. He's like finding dead cats in his garage <laughs> and then melodies from old songs. <laughs> God, yeah, that show is so sad. <laughs> I like this, though. I, yeah, I think this is a good song. I think it's 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 very different than anything I've ever heard them make before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but in an interesting way, not in yes. a, like, God, stop stop dumbing down right what you're doing this- uh, I remember re- reading in an interview that this was Brian's favorite of the songs on the album oh. uh, and that he was like people are either gonna really love that song or absolutely hate it he's like I love it yeah uh, it rules great it's, it goes on for a little longer and that's alright uh, we don't have to hear the whole thing but I, yeah. I like it this is this is one of their better um, deep cuts yes uh, so why don't we get to the final song on the album Scott this one is California Snow. Lil Wayne. <laughs> Who's that dude who was the guitarist for Lil Wayne who had like a couple of hits where it was like, I rock or something like that. This That's what this reminds me of. I don't know. Of. Just a ter- <laughs> terribly treated guitar. Yeah. The, so this song came out well before all the other was singles. Was on a soundtrack or something? It was on a soundtrack for a movie called Spell that Crush put out. Um, Crush put out? Uh, yeah, Crush Who's did a Crush? movie. Uh, Crush uh, is the, the label that uh, Weezer is on. Oh, so okay. they did uh, Crush, their their film department Got it. put out this movie. Uh, and he wrote the song for the, the credits. Okay, so let's break it down. Yes. I hate that. I hate the. Yes. I don't mind the melody. No, I mean neither. The lyrics, they're about cocaine, I guess. I guess so. Don't I'm not into that. But it's not I remember like when this came out a lot of people really hating on this song. Well, cuz they're like he's like rapping. Yes. And I don't know if he really is, but this is like a This is a, just much rapping as like some of stuff on the Blue album. Yeah. Really. I I will catch myself singing this song to myself. It's not the worst thing on the record, I think. A lot of people say it's the worst thing on the record, and I think there are songs that are very just inoffensive to the point of being unmemorable. Yes. That at at least this is... The melody's pretty good. It's a good melody. I don't know if it's how I would end the album. Yeah. Uh, Because I think uh, something that comes up on here is a lot of their albums are 10, like, Ten tracks ten only, tracks, yeah. and so you're leaving the you're leaving you know a, an impression with the last one. I would put High as a Kite at the very end of the album. That's interesting. Uh, and like end on that super high note. Like I wonder if there's uh, 
a record. I did this for the REM show uh-huh. that I do with Adam Scott, where their last two records I feel like are really good half records, and I put them both together okay. into a 10 or 11 or yeah. 12 song album, and it rules. Uh-huh. It's like as good as anything of their early stuff. Yeah. But I wonder if you could compile three songs from White Album, Pacific Daydream, yeah. and this yeah. to make one good album. That'd be really interesting. I don't know. Uh-huh. I can't tell if there's enough material to cull from. And not, it, it would be, they're all so different too that I wonder if it would be like even cohesive in any. But if you took yeah. Byzantine High as a Kite off this, mm-hmm. and then took three songs from the other one or three or four or maybe even took one of the other songs off that maybe even took this who knows yeah and just sequenced it the right way would you have like one good weezer album? i think you could do it because like there's not anything they haven't their their lowest lows are behind them i don't think they've they've dipped that low in a while from the hurley from like from ratitude honestly ratitude, like yeah. ratitude is remarkably bad i think okay um but i think They'd, so they've only gone upward, so I think they still have it in them to do something really good. And yeah. at this point in their career, they, they're writing this now. This, this might be their fifth wave, right? Because yeah. if, uh, the let's say, the return to form was their fourth, uh, right now they're in this new phase where they're more popular than they've ever been in a very different way than because of africa yes um so now who knows where they're going but none of these songs got on the radio no no like i don't think they got on pop radio i don't think they got on k-rock i don't think i think maybe can't knock the hustle but other than as a curiosity right when it came out but it certainly is not one that they were constantly playing it wasn't it didn't have lasting. so then why are they doing it like this is my this is my problem with them is I, I get it when Ratitude came out, there was that thing of like, maybe we could cross over to pop radio. Mm-hmm. And Africa, they crossed over to pop radio by basically taking a Toto song and doing it note for note. Yes. And adding no Weezer flourishes yeah. at all. And right? then the whole Teal album is exactly that. Yes. It sounds like karaoke, them singing over, to mm-hmm. the point where I was kind of like, are these just karaoke tracks that they're... I don't know whether they replicated these tracks or, uh, or are they studio musicians? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think they got in there because I, I saw a video of them. This is way before now, but like they did a cover of Paranoid Android and it's uh-huh. note for note the same. And I now thinking about it, it's like we should have known that any cover that they do now is going to be exactly that. But you don't want to deviate too much. It from sounds Paranoid like Android. what Al Yankovic does when he does parodies of it. He yes. wants it to sound ex- like he goes in and recreates all those sounds yes. with his own band. But... Who is this album for? Is my is my question. It's like if you're you you just had a number one single, but none of these were singles no. and and popular. So no. why bother? And then when you we see you at Coachella, you're doing basically you're doing the uh, you're doing uh, uh, all your old stuff yeah. and, and none of your new stuff. So I and then the other thing we got to talk about is like why call it the Black Album? Yeah, there's already two. Well, <laughs> not not. I think there are certain expectations when you call something the Black Album yes. that it's going to be a little heavier than right. than something that came out before. Yeah, um, and this one is it's not heavy in any sort of no, way. No, it is not black in the least. No. It's it this it should be gray. Been, this should have been the white album. Yes. In a way. Yeah. Uh or or I don't know what other color it could be, just the orange Taupe, album or it's yeah. like kind of just boring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like basically just, you know, eggshell yeah (laughs) you know like inoffensive yeah but so uh at the end of the day 
Uh, I've listened to this now maybe five times in preparation wow. for this. I would say you you came in probably the most prepared of any guest oh, I've really? ever had. Okay, yes. well I take this seriously. Yeah, then. thank you very much. Um, but I, I think uh, the good part is is that I revisited uh, High as a Kite and Byzantine, and I'll take those two songs away from it and uh, enjoy those. Wow. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being here. And everybody, this was the the season finale of the show, so thanks for listening thus far, and we'll when see— When you say season finale, yeah. what, what could possibly come next? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't figured out what the next version— what the next. Do you talk about the offshoots? Do you talk about the B-side? I mean, you could just continue on talking about— Things that come out or things that have things come that out. come out. There's there's many B sides and stuff that I haven't even talked about. Sure. If you have ideas for Matt too of how to continue this show, uh, what was the hashtag uh, before? Has, well, hashtag it, Matt, I get it. Or? Matt, uh, Matt well, I don't even remember now. It's like Matt, I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Matt, I got you. Here's ideas for how to continue the show. Yeah, that's that'd be perfect. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see everybody soon. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>